This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Tool. Back again with you guys for another show for another episode of our Raw Reaction Series, our preview show, which we look ahead to the next game, which of course is the last game. I'm joined by one of our fantastic expert members. It's Kian. How are you doing, mate? Are you well? Not bad. Know yourself. Good to be back on. Yes, good. It's been a while, fellas. It's been a while, but it's good to have you back. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you're still in kind of mourning, um, of course, knowing that Hector Bellerin's not going to be involved and you may not ever see him again. Is, is where we're at so how'd you feel yeah <laughs> to be fair it's time to go but it is a bit upsetting the fact that, uh, how long he's been there at the club um but yeah i'd say the chat box is going mad already uh, laughing at me but yeah no it's a it's a sad thing to see him go yeah, they are going to proper rub it in, uh, especially the Discord server's been yeah. giving you no untold sort of abuse so far. It's, um, it's he, Vinny, it's Vinny, it's Vinny. Oh, Vinny is the wind-up merchant. Yeah, he's the, he's uh, the wind-up merchant of the, of, the, of the Discord. He's taken <laughs> over from Christopher Funk. We've not seen Chris there for a while, and I don't know what's happened to Chris. I hope he's okay. But uh, yeah, Vinny has taken over the Discord of that sort of things. I mean, his editing of, of faces onto players, um, just untold taking yeah. the mick out of me. I, I, I could take it. It's it's absolutely fine but as soon as one day when everyone can meet up post covid um he's obviously going to get it absolutely all yeah. the stick in the world from everyone so prepare for that Vinny. um but of course we are <laughs> playing the last game of the season uh, tomorrow it's been an absolutely disgusting season <laughs> it's been the worst in my living memory um quite clearly is it for you are you just glad at this point that it's coming to an end and we can focus on the transfer window and next season yeah, to be honest, as we all knew, the league was over a long time ago. Um, all our hopes were in the Europa League. And the second that semi-final was done, that's kind of been where most of us have kind of just been like, yeah, let's get this season over and done with. Um, yeah. And then there was last week, obviously, or during the week, we had a, a little bit of hope with West Ham, hoping that they'd lose to give us something to look forward to tomorrow. Uh, but Europa League is now completely gone as well. So we're looking forward to... Europa Conference League, uh, or even beating. Are you even are you excited Spurs. about that? Not really, but uh, I am looking forward to beating Spurs. Hopefully, um, I think Leicester are going to do it tomorrow. Um, 
because Champions League is still in their sights. Mm. So it should be interesting tomorrow. How far we've fallen that we are now the team that needs to do oh. others' favours to get into the Champions League. It used to be us. Uh, yeah. Hoping on other people to get into the Champions League. West Ham back in the day beating Spurs so we could get top four. And yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's sad how things have fallen. Fingers crossed they can turn around. But I mean, for you, when it comes down to this dynamic of would you rather finish above Spurs and get in the Conference League or not get in the Conference League but you don't finish above Spurs... How have you kind of come to terms with either of those two options? To be honest, we're Arsenal fans. At the end of the day, we want to beat Spurs. Spurs is the main, it's not the main thing. We want trophies. But like when yeah. our season's so bad and we're getting stick, like saying that, oh, go down there with Fulham and them, like <laughs> we're now oh. have a chance of beating them. We have a chance of beating them. Let's let's do it. Um, and sure Kane's planning on leaving as well so if he leaves yeah. and we beat them with him I'd be happy out do you think I mean that's an interesting one because I, I did I put it in the thumbnail saying that we were going to mention about Kane and he he obviously has been the scourge of Arsenal for quite a long time and the fact that he is looks like anyway he's going to be going is, is obviously a good thing but if they do sell him, you can imagine they're going to get a hell of a lot of money for him, quite like when Gareth Bale left, of course. And I mean, they sold Bale and they went on to progress further and get into the Champions League and got to a Champions League final after selling Bale all those years later. Do you see this being a similar instance for them? Or do you think that the impact of losing him is so great and it's such a huge loss for them and maybe Son follows him out the door that they, they will struggle to come back from this? It, uh, to me, it depends how much Kane's being sold for. Because um, as we all know, when Bale was sold, they went and got Lamella. And they still haven't found anyone in that position that had the impact Bale had until Bale came back on loan. Um, and I, I feel like that could happen again. Will it happen in the sense where they get Kane back again? I don't know. But if Kane leaves, it'll be a huge impact on them because... Is it uh, Vinicius Junior? Or I can't remember his actual name. Uh, the, Vinicius the other Junior. backup strike. Is it Vinicius Junior? Yeah. Oh, sorry, no, Vinicius. Um, um, it's Carlos Vinicius. Is his name? Yeah, Carlos yeah, Vinicius. Yeah. yeah, he he's not fantastic. So he they'd have to go sign another striker. Um, mm. And again, as you said, if if Kane does leave, I think Son is as good as walking out the door as well. Mm. And I mean, they've got the stadium situation so, as well. So that's obviously yeah. huge for them too, and having to pay that debt back. And and they, some of that money will go on that. It's happening during a pandemic, worst possible time feasible. Um, so it, it, it is, not, I think it's going to be good for us, not good for them. But they just always have a kind of a way of like, you know, like a bee at a table when you go out for dinner and it won't leave you alone, or a wasp. It wouldn't, let's not be mean to bees. Wasps are the real enemies <laughs> of us during the summer, and they just won't leave you alone at a table that's like spurs for arsenal fans is they just find a way of always just buzzing yeah. around and not going somewhere so you never know they might come back from that but uh, i mean the other the yeah. other team of course that's in for this is everton um that we're completing competing with and they of course are under carlo ancelotti who if you would have said at like christmas time to, to fans about ancelotti they were raving about him going mental about ancelotti saying arsenal should have gone out and got him but they're finishing in a very similar position than they have done before. They haven't progressed across the, the whole of the season, really, in comparison to previous seasons, despite bringing in some really good players, which gave them an instant impact at the start. And they were looking really good, but they have trailed off. And I, rem I think I remember sitting here 
quite a while ago with Drew, and I know Drew will sit here very smugly saying that we talked about the fact that they've been performing at their absolute maximum for a long time and it will drop off. And lo and behold, it has dropped off. Do you think that, do you think people did overhype Everton and that where they are kind of finishing where they are about as, as a club right now? Um, I don't think we overhyped Everton. I just think that we overhyped them in the sense of how good of form Calvert-Lewin was in. Um, mm. Calvert-Lewin was scoring all around him at the start of the season. We were we were all saying he was going to win the golden boot at the end. Um, same as James Rodriguez. We, we, we were all saying how uh, Arteta should have went out and got him uh, for Arsenal instead. Um, and I actually just had a chat with one of my friends earlier on and he was saying how um, everything even had a song about them being top of the table and everything. So it's it's a little bit funny, and he calls them the champions of October. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, no, it's it's everything are a great side. Um, I think they like when they got Alan Decore. I thought they had a great transfer window, um, but I don't know what it is. I think they still need time to gel together or something, or was it due mm. Alan's long injury? Um, but I think they'll be a good team again next year. Just see if Angelotti actually stays. I'm sure he's going to stay. I just I just can't see them really pushing into the top six with the way that things are going for them, with the way that they kind of just continually trail off. They have, as you say, suffered with injuries. Alan, James Rodriguez has been injured a bit as well. Um, but, I mean, they lost to Sheffield United. They lost to Fulham. They lost these big games against sides they really should have beaten. And that has cost them. In the same way that, obviously, our end of season has cost us with losses against... Wolves and Villa and the draw against Burnley and the draw against Fulham at home the other day. Uh, the loss at home to Everton, which we obviously shot ourselves in the foot with the Leno situation as well. We could have had a better season if we'd have finished. But there is this whole kind of rhetoric around the, the way we've finished, that we're second in the form table after twenty the last 23 games. Obviously, the counter-argument to that is the season starts in September or August or whenever uh, the season yeah. chooses to start because of the pandemic or whatever. But... It's it does it is almost like we did basically in the league wise as much as really we could um, to try and finish yeah. as strongly as we could. It's just not been able to work out, and the start of the season has absolutely cost us. But does this give you hope going into the next season that the way we finish the campaign is kind of could be a bit of a springboard going into to next season? Thomas, the hope that kills you. <laughs> um, yes. I, I don't. I, it's wishful <laughs> thinking. I I I don't know. Um, it's again. It could be a case of does Arteta try and do the false nine at the start of the season? Does he have the players he wants to bring in? Like the start. If we had a ten all season, then you could say, would we finish in that second spot? Do you if, think it's as simple as that? Uh, Not having I don't a ten. Know. That's the. That's what cost us the whole time. That that's what it looks to be. To be honest, when we're looking at it now, and. I hate bringing it up, but it's the case of should we have played Ozil at the start of the season? <laughs> like, it's, ah! it's something like that. Like, yes, it's 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 weird. It's the smallest things that all Arsenal fans were saying never to do, but now looking back, we're kind of like, should we have played him? Should it would that have been the deciding factor? Well, I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? Because Arteta talked recently, and he was he's been very open and honest about this this kind of conspiracy on the insides and there being kind of uh, obstacles and problematic personnel in the squads. And it seems to be that Ozil was one of those. 
So maybe it wouldn't have been a good thing because it would have basically yeah. undermined his non-negotiables or any of those. And it is. Did you? I found it very strange how open and honest he was in the press conference about there being yeah. issues on the inside of the club. Yeah, and that's good as well because it just shows how he's trying to get everyone together. Like, mm. don't get me wrong as well. Like, when Ozil left, there wasn't that much brought out. And today, even alone, David Luiz, he's only there two years and they're having a big uh, celebration in the changing room for him. Um, photos have been brought around and everything. Like, it just proves, it does make you think, is Ozil one of the bad ones? Whereas David Luiz was one of the best people in there to boost everyone's confidence kind of a thing. Mm. Yeah, it's it's interesting what characters can do in a dressing room. We know that Jose Mourinho, as a manager, wise can really upset oh. kind of the apple cart as well. Um, so I'm really intrigued about the Roma situation next season. We'll see how he gets on with that. But in regards to tomorrow, of course, we do uh, look ahead with our lineups as an important factor. So let's have a look at what you've picked uh, for tomorrow's team. You've not yeah. gone for like a weak side is it's, you want us to win clearly this game to get as far as we can whereas other people might say let's throw the kids in give Balogun a chance but you've gone strong so talk me through it yeah I've gone strong because again we want to beat Spurs let's make sure we get the win um, I kind of I, I would have played Bellerin if he was fit because he deserves one last game with us <laughs> because you love him <laughs> it's yeah simple as that. class um, <laughs> but Gabriel Holding um, I don't know if Dav David Luiz is actually fit enough to play If again I would play him mm. instead of Holding if he is uh, leave him play one more game uh, Tierney speaks for himself um, we don't even have anyone to back up if I was going to put someone in um, Gabriel he, he's playing brilliant um, let's let's make sure he keeps up his form uh, Jacques Amparte again speaks for itself. Um, El Neni's playing very well. Uh, I would bring him on near enough to the end, but I think Jacques deserves to have a game because he rested last time. Uh, mm. Odegaard, we don't know if this is his last game or not for us. If we're going to keep him on a permanent, it does look like he is leaving. Um, so I'm not 100% sure on that situation. I just said Smith Rowe is going to be there. He will come on at some stage, whether he does start or not. Um, so yeah, I just said Odegaard last game just beat Spurs. Uh, Saka, I, I wanted to rest Saka, um, I would have played Pepe, um, but it was kind of a toss up because I think Pepe is in serious form. I, I, oh, I got a bad one on the Discord the other day because I said, What does Pepe actually do? Literally, as I was typing it, everyone goes, He's just scored. Kian, he's just scored. I was like, Oh, oh great, no. fantastic. Um, but he's just, I think Pepe is getting into good form. Don't get me wrong, but he just needs to beat a man. He, he He's not doing that a lot lately. He's I hear you. I think it comes down a lot, though, to. Like the fact that he's not played enough, yeah, as in that, like, he's not again, given the opportunity, like to yeah. to play like a run of games, if you know what I mean. Yeah, and that that is genuinely maybe the thing because I I do I did rate Pepe at the start, and and then as this game by game started coming, I was just like, no, nah, this can't happen. I think it, we need to take the hit if we are selling him. Um, but again, he's come back into form, and I think next season will tell Arteta if he wants him or not. Um, but I. Again, I don't know if Saka needs a rest or should we play him to prove that he should play in the Euros. Um, so that's why I have Saka there. Martinelli, everyone knows how I feel about Martinelli. Bellerin's gone. Martinelli's my new boy. Um, and Oba, I think Oba now needs to uh, prove to Arteta whether he stays or not. Like, 
showed show Arteta whether he wants to stay because to me right now it doesn't look like he does. Does he fit our system? Um, Lacazette does he suit our system more? Mm. And I think even if Arteta does want this game to go well, I'd nearly play all about first half Laka the second half and see how balanced it is with both. Um, because again, tomorrow is just let's hope we beat Spurs on the table, but it's also try and see uh, who cares of a nothing game before we can figure out who cares about a full competitive game. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, I'll, let, I'll show you through my team and uh, we can go on to that. So let me just click this over. Um, barely any changes from what you've done, to be honest. Uh, I went for Leno and Gar. I saw a couple of people in the chat book saying that they think that uh, in regards to Ryan playing, they want to see him like prove something, which I kind of get that. Mark yeah. uh, Bakridan in, in the chat says uh, Matty Ryan should start or have a point to prove against Brighton. The reason why I've not is that at the end of the day, I want to see players that are going to be our players next season playing. Um, yeah. And I know that there, there's a. I, well, I don't know if there's a few in there. You could argue maybe Lacazette and Jacka may not be here. We don't know. But Leno is most likely going to be here. Ryan, we don't know. And just give him the ultimately give him the chance. That's that is for me the the decision that I think is is the right decision for the last game. Is I don't want to see Sabios. I don't want to see Odegaard playing because I don't think he's going to be here next season. So put more emphasis yep. in giving Smith Rowe more minutes. Although he has played a hell of a lot of football recently. Um, I, I probably would have. I don't know if we've got to gone with Bellerin, but I was it was a toss up between Chambers and Cedric about who plays there. But Cedric's barely played if at all, and I think that he, along with the other Kia kind of uh, agents that are involved, yeah. uh, his clients, they need to be moved on as quickly as possible. Um, but Louise is in there as a bit of a contradiction to what I've just said, purely because it is his last game of the contracts that he's here and. I, I've pl I'm playing Louise over holding because the guy that I think is going to start in that position next season and who I want to is Saliba, who of course can't play. Yeah. Um, yeah. Holding's going to be a backup for me. And so I've put Louise in there because it is his last game of his contract in a different scenario to the likes of Bellerin or Xhaka or Lacazette or whatever, or Leno uh, or rather Ryan and Erdogan who are on loan. Louise is our player. Um, and I think he's been our best centre-back, if arguably, this season, uh, especially in the second half of this season. So yeah. him alongside Gabriel, I think, gives us the best opportunity to win that game with those two in there. Um, Tierney at left-back is obviously really important for us because without him, we are pretty screwed, uh, it's probably fair to say. Uh, Granite Xhaka, Partey are obviously putting themselves in the middle, although Elneny has done very well recently, and Partey's been a bit up and down. Um, Smith-Rowe. As I've said already, I'm putting the time and effort into him. Uh, and so I think that it's important that he gets the opportunity to get more minutes and to play uh, more opportunities and develop more. Pepe I've kept because, as, I mean, I've put him in there because I think Saka needs a bloody rest. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's yeah, played yeah. so much football that he just needs a rest at this point. And I think that Pepe deserves to play after his game in midweek. And if we want to get a couple of goals, they're hopefully going to come through him. Martinelli, of course, give him more minutes, let him yeah. play get those minutes up and develop as much as possible. And Lacazette, because I, to be honest, I don't think we're going to sign a striker this summer. I think that both Lacazette and Alba are going to say we're not going to look to bring someone in. I'd be very surprised. Uh, and Lacazette is the one I'd like to see probably get a one-year deal extension and, and move forward to be our main striker over Aubameyang in this system because I think that he is giving more to the team than Aubameyang has, especially this season. And yeah. uh, I mean, what, what have you made of it? You've obviously picked Aubameyang in yours and you didn't pick Lacazette, but... What have you made of, of kind of those as a pair and, and what you do with kind of the situation that we've got on our hands with those two? 
my, I'd say my answer would be completely different if Aubameyang wasn't our captain. Um, I think as much as Aubameyang's been incredible for Arsenal and how he literally won the FA Cup for us on his own last year, I kind of, I don't know if he suits our system anymore. Um, I think Arteta wants someone who will come back and uh, work around uh, kind of like a Bobby Firmino type player. Yeah. Um, but what I don't know. I just think Aubameyang's so good in front of goal um, that there's no there's no getting rid of him. Um, and same with Lacazette. Lacazette, he had a bad season last season. He's getting good now again. But I'm just kind of thinking, because he's now getting good, is it time to try and get the most money we can for him? Uh, there is only a year or two in his contract left. Mm. So I think it is time to maybe move him on. Or, as the rumours were saying, another year in his contract might also be very good. Um, but it's it's hard to tell. Like I, I personally feel like there is other positions in the team that we need to work on uh, getting first before moving any further. Um, but like when people were saying get rid of Leno, Leno is, uh, and our striker, I think are okay for now. We need to get other positions first. Yeah, fair enough. I'm just responding to um, some people in the chat box having a discussion about kind of positions in in the play. And one of those comments was from Fallow, who says, based on my theory about uh, Edu and that we should get obviously Kia's agents out. Edu is uh, obviously as Kia's his agent. Rather than that, I just want to see Edu sack him off basically and just be like, no, you're, you're sacked. Um, you've done yeah. a really bad thing to our club, and you're my agent. And I'd rather move on to different representation. That's very unlikely, but that's what I would like to see happen rather than, of course, Edu leaving. So I think Edu's doing a right job at the moment. Yeah, uh, more than an all right job. Um, let's see what you guys are saying in the chat box. Uh, Ansgar says, how about playing Nelson? It's really sad at this point, this situation. I, yeah. I don't think he deserves a chance. I don't think he's taken the opportunities that he's been given so far. No, I don't either. Uh, and even that when he's playing with the tw- under-23s, you don't see him on the score sheet. You don't see him doing... Mm. 10 out of 10 performances you hit so, a free kick i think in one game but it's not it's, it's yeah. a bit different <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's just a case where like when he played europa league he had some nice runs some nice crosses but there was never something that we were like pepe saka martinelli are doing mm. he's not doing it better than them so why why play him yeah, I think it's it's time for me, and I was rather time for the club for, to move on this guy. I think he's ultimately someone who's just not worked. Not everyone works. Uh, there was a lot of yeah. kind of hype around him before, obviously before the, the Hoffenheim loan, which did not go to plan at all. Uh, really, really trailed off, and Julian Nagelsmann wasn't the biggest fan of him either. So I just think it's just not worked out, to be honest. Uh, Emmanuel Ojo says, Yo, Kian, uh, Bellerin going down as an Emirates legend, in your opinion? <laughs> to be honest, in my head, I was kind of, I was kind of going through this. Uh, but apart from Sanya, he, is he our best right back at the Emirates era? Oh, I mean, he's not better than Sanya. Um, he's, uh, he's, he's better he's than Debussy. He's better than Cedric. He's better than Chambers. Uh, so yeah, but I mean, that doesn't make him a legend. <laughs> I'm not saying, I'm not saying he's a legend. I'm not saying he's a legend. Yeah. Not at all. Am I saying he's a legend? But I'm just saying what he's done for the club. Um, and he's won a few trophies. He, he's won a few trophies. He's kept Neymar in his pocket. I was actually lucky to be at that game. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's just something like that where I was just, I feel like as well, I know people mock his fashion sense, mock him being modelling stuff. He knows what he wants to do outside of football as well. So he deserves that respect. 
Um, but he's not an Arsenal legend. I'm holding my hands up to that. And wherever he goes, I, ho- I wish him the best. I hope he nothing but success for him, to be fair. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Zamir says Sanya isn't a legend. No, I don't think Sanya's reached no. a legend status. And obviously what he did going Man City for the money. Um, Him was and bit, you know. Yes, of course. If you go Man City, you're done. You're done out yeah. here. It's just how it works. Uh, Amir reckons that maybe Cole Jenkinson's in with a shout, which I think is a bit of a stretch. <laughs> yeah, not um, really. <laughs> Cayman Guna, thanks for the donation. He says, uh, Fabrizio has said that there is no chance of Sebastian will say. Sighs of relief echoed through North London. Smash a light, people. Yeah, I'm, I am very relieved that we aren't going to yeah. be going permanently in for Sebastian. He just hasn't done it whatsoever. Let's get your predictions then in the chat box for tomorrow's game for score lines. And I want your predictions for all three of the matches. So that means Man City against Everton, Leicester oh. against Spurs, and us against Brighton, because that is ultimately how this is going to leave us in the table. So, Kian, three games, three predictions off you go sorry so everton man city yes spurs um, leicester away leicester are hosting spurs and then we are hosting uh brighton i'm gonna say we're gonna win 3-1 and basuma is gonna score for brighton because he's gonna (laughs) get his first goal at the emirates until he comes next season um and then we're gonna go david louise will score free kick if he's playing uh martinelli and oba and then i'd say everton are going to lose to Man City. They're off Man City are home. They want to finish on a high. Um, so I'm going to say 3 0. <laughs> 3 0 Man City. They're just too good at the moment. Ruben Diaz is incredible. Um, we should have got him when we had the chance. And Leicester, I think, are going to beat Spurs. Uh, Kane's going to have his final goal, but I think Leicester are going to want to prove that they're not battle jobs like they were last season. And um, Brendan Rodgers is going to want to prove that as well because he's had Champions League taken from him last season. He's got the Premier League taken off him with Liverpool. So I think this is a big game for Leicester. Yeah, 100%. And if Spurs play like they did against Villa, I mean, Leicester should have no problems, fingers crossed. Um, A lot of people would like to see Everton win, uh, us win and Spurs lose. And that way, obviously, that's that's the way that we finish uh, ahead of Spurs, but obviously not in the Conference League. I think that Everton are really going to struggle at City, to be honest. Obviously, they've won the title. They want to do it in front of their fans. They want to win for their fans, um, no matter what the cost is for Everton. Um, If Arsenal drop any points in this game, uh, they'll obviously finish uh, outside of those places pretty much. So they need to win if they want to finish as high as possible. But it's for a lot of people would rather see, I think, Arsenal drop points in this game to not have to play in that conference league. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, Elliot Roberts says, Arsenal 2, Brighton 0. Yannick Max says, 2-2. Two, two. Dan Byrne and Danny Welbeck to score both <laughs> goals. I don't think Danny Welbeck's going to be fit, yeah, mate. So I'm I heard pretty Danny sure he's going to play. Yeah, he's out. Uh, Omar says, 2-1 Leicester, 2-1 City and 3-1 Arsenal, which means Arsenal would finish seventh on that one. Uh, Belagia says, Arsenal 3, Brighton 1, Leicester 2, Spurs 0, Man City 2, Everton 1. Wilson thinks we're going to beat Brighton 3-1. Zemir says, uh, Everton are going to win 3-2 against Man City. Uh, the Spurs are going to lose 2-1 to uh, Leicester and we are going to beat Brighton 5-3. Uh, we are at home, Zamir. Not, <laughs> no, we'd rather play away from home because our home record is dire right now. Uh, Ansgar says 2-0. Leno with a goal from a goal kick and Lacazette <laughs> with an absolute screamer. Wilson says uh, 4-1 Liverpool uh, against Crystal Palace. I mean, we're just doing all the games now, apparently. <laughs> all the what games. Was it? Seven, it was 7-0 last time. 
yeah, it was seven nil exactly. They got something to kind of prove, but that was actually at Selhurst Park, so it's uh, yeah. <laughs> it could be even worse. Elliot Roberts says Arsenal two, Brighton nil, Leicester two, Brighton nil, uh, City three, Everton. Hold on, Leicester are playing Spurs. <laughs> Leicester two, Spurs nil, City three, Everton nil. Gregory says uh, Arsenal two, Brighton one. As Raf, Arsenal three going to win three one. Man City going to win three one. And Leicester going to win two one. I honestly think the most likely outcome is that all of us. City and Leicester are going to win, which is going to put us into a yeah. position where we, of course, will be seventh. Um, but, you know, positive is we finish above Spurs and they'll have no European football next season. The bad news is, is that we're in the Conference League. We're not very make of that. But what I would say is I've seen a few tweets today that have really been criticising a lot of Arsenal, Spurs, Liverpool, Liverpool, Arsenal, Spurs and uh, Everton fans basically say, like, saying that they should not be turning their noses up at this competition because there are loads of teams that would happily take a place in it i understand that point of view but it is just a bit it's a bit of a an annoying situation that it is a bit of a money grab from uefa and we are going to be involved in it and what's more ironic is that Villarreal could also be involved in it next season yeah. <laughs> should they not win the europa league final they look like they will most likely finish seventh in la liga which would put them in that competition as well because the the games in that situation which are in about half an hour's time they're kicking off so we'll have to wait yeah. and see if that is the case so when it comes to the conference league are you thinking mm. more when it comes to like it is a Europe competition. Do you think players would want to come more if we're in the I don't league, think they'd or... want to come for specifically that. I think that no, they'll be coming to Arsenal for the project rather than okay. for yeah. that. I don't I know what you're saying. Like, yes, it's a European competition. Maybe they're the club that or they've never played in Europe before. Um yeah. there's also like contract bonuses that are attached to European kind of performances, but I don't think that's gonna be a, a like something that that's gonna attract them necessarily. I don't think yeah. Us being in the Conference League and not being in the Conference League will have any impact on our summer window at all. If anything, if you read Charles Charles Watts' article on it, it actually comes out looking like we're worse off playing in it. And I I was on the phone to Hugh Wizzy the other day and he pointed out to me that our last six league games after uh, a Thursday game or in a group stage or something like that, basically we've lost um on, yeah. on the league game following a european match we've dropped points or we've lost so it's it's not a great kind of team up arsenal in europe right now and how it affects our league form so we'll just have to wait and see at the yeah, end of the day. but definitely. thank you kian really appreciate thank you very much. this afternoon cheers thanks for having me on again it's always good to be on and especially for the last game of the season Yes, uh, fingers crossed this is a prelude to a really good next season uh, yeah. rather than what we've experienced and not more of the same, fingers crossed. Um, well, we are obviously going to be... Go on, Kian, sorry. No, the last win was in a new away jersey. Let's hope it's the same next season because it looks yes. nice. So let's make sure we play nice. <laughs> it does, yeah. And I'm in the home shirt. I mean, we're going back to... We're going to Ajax's colours, apparently, if you've seen the yeah. home shirt being leaked. Um, of course, it is based on our, our classic Arsenal shirt, but it is uncanny how much it does look like the Ajax yeah. kit but uh yeah it's I think it'll look all right it'll look very nice on Nivez Basuma next season so that's that's will, what we yeah, got to focus on. especially with the number eight on the back as well yes a hundred percent anyway thank yeah. you so much guys in the chat box for tuning in as always you've been fantastic with all your questions and your predictions too we'll be back tomorrow morning at 8 a.m for the transfer show as always straight after the game two tomorrow uh for the raw reaction show uh but let's fingers crossed we can come above spurs and whatever happens regarding the league happens we just got to deal with it and we'll move from there it's been a pleasure as always and as always up the arsenal It's the 90 plus minute. 
all your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.